Fairy tales are more than true, not because they tell us that dragons exist, but because they tell us that dragons can be beaten. Neil Gaiman. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Continuing on our Pearls from the Masters discussion, we are talking about a great, I guess you'd call him fantasy author, Neil Gaiman. You may recognize the name from a lot of the humor-based and a lot of the darker fantasy stuff. He wrote titles that you may recognize, like Coraline and co-authored Good Omens. He's also written things like Stardust and American Gods. Very popular for his stuff to get turned into movies. So throughout this series, we are asking questions, analyzing the pearls of wisdom coming from these different giants in the writing industry. One of the questions is, do I share a target audience with the person giving advice? And I would say half of that realm is you and half of it is me. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. I would say that some of Neil Gaiman's audience may like my fantasy stuff. But let's go ahead and get into the pearls of wisdom from Neil Gaiman, starting with the quote that we opened with. Fairy tales are more than true, not because they tell us dragons exist, but because they tell us the dragons can be beaten. I really like this one because it brings value in a way to fiction writing. People understand the purpose of self-help or working manuals and this and that, but a lot of people will just reject fiction as a whole out of hand. And I love that this particular quote brings value to the utterly impossible. Because even though we're not facing actual literal dragons, we all have foes. We all have dragons in our lives that we need courage to conquer. That's what all of our writing can do is show people, even if our writing is outlandish, even the smallest of people can accomplish the greatest of things. Our next quote is one that I think applies to every writer and every human being on the planet because it's good life advice and especially good writing advice. Make new mistakes. Make glorious, amazing mistakes. Make mistakes nobody's ever made before. Don't freeze. Don't stop. Don't worry that it isn't good enough or it isn't perfect. Whatever it is, art or love or work or family or life, whatever it is you're scared of doing, do it. So this quote definitely challenges me. I have always hated making mistakes, and I like this one because it's permission to make mistakes in a way, but it's really, really hard. This one challenges a lot of people because... A lot of people will want to, when they write or when they do art, they want to be perfect. They want their first draft to be the best draft. And it just reminds me of, you know, Bob Ross and him saying there are no mistakes, just happy little accidents. And even if we think that it may not be what we want, sometimes those mistakes we make can turn into great and wonderful things in the work of our writing. 
I especially love that middle section. Don't freeze, don't stop, don't worry. Go and do. And to kind of go along with that, if you're worried about writing something that you think may be absurd, that nobody will ever like because it's just outlandish, take comfort in this next quote. Everybody has a secret world inside of them. I mean everybody. All of the people in the whole world. I mean everybody. No matter how dull and boring they are on the outside. Inside them, they've all got unimaginable, magnificent, wonderful, stupid, amazing worlds. Not just one world, hundreds of them. Thousands, maybe. So you're not alone. If you are worried about writing that one world that you have in your mind, don't worry about it. Write it. Share that world with everybody because everybody is thinking the same thing. They all have that world within them. I would also say this particular quote addresses writing characters in an interesting way. We end up thinking a lot about backstory and strengths and flaws and this and that, but between the scenes... What is your main character imagining? What's going through their head? What kind of fantastical ideas that will never hit the screen or the page are they thinking about? So on to our next quote. Being a writer is a very peculiar sort of job. It's always you versus a blank sheet of paper or a blank screen. And quite often the blank piece of paper wins. This is a preach to the choir quote right here. Mm -hmm. I feel it. In my soul. <laughs> it's an interesting kind of validation for not having written because the blankness wins sometimes and often, even for Neil Gaiman. It's a comforting quote, but not a this is how it should be quote because we all hope and wish and want it to not be that way. This next one, though, has a great little story behind it. Neil Gaiman is fairly active on the forums and on Twitter and these places, and someone sent him a message saying, hey, how do I write a book? Everyone has so many different kinds of answers to that. Ours is, of course, to write selfishly. But his, we've actually used as a quote uh, more than a year ago now, is just a beautifully perfect answer. Write down everything that happens in the story, and then in your second draft, make it look like you knew what you were doing all along. I love this quote because it is a testament to how bad your first draft can be. Your first draft is basically just, here's a rough formation of what I want this story to be, and then your second draft can make it look good. That's one of the charming things about this particular art. When you're performing that jazz solo on stage, you get one shot and then it's gone. In writing, you get to go over it as many times as you want, as many times as it needs to get it right. There is no timeline. There is no, you have to do it right the first time. Work until you're satisfied and then keep growing your craft. So our last quote is another great one to help remind why we write, why we tell stories. 
Neil Gaiman on World Refugee Day in 2015 was interviewed at a refugee camp, and he shared the story of his cousin Helen, who was, during World War II, smuggled into the Warsaw Ghetto on a corpse transport. And I love this quote, so I'll just go ahead and get into it. Helen actually told me a story that made me realize that what I do is not trivial. Because if you make up stuff for a living, which is basically what I do, you feel kind of trivial. She was telling me about how in the ghetto she started teaching the girls. Local girls would come into her and she would teach them arithmetic, teach them grammar. At that point, you had a death sentence for possessing a book. Books were illegal. But she had a Polish translation of Gone with the Wind, which was slipped to her, and she would keep it behind a loose brick in the wall and stay up late every night reading Gone with the Wind. When the girls came in the next day, she could tell them what happened in the chapters she read that night. Just for that hour, they got out of the Warsaw Ghetto and they got to visit the American South. And I thought that actually changes everything. The idea that it's not just escapism, it can actually be escape. And it's worth dying for. Oh, it's such a great story about how much even fiction can change lives. This helped get these people through this awful time in history by not just, like, as he said, being escapist, but being an escape. I love how he prefaced this, saying that making up stories kind of feels trivial in the grand scheme of things, because we're writing fantasy. We're writing imaginative stories that really don't seem like they have any point, any purpose. But this story about his cousin in the Warsaw Ghetto helped him see that any story can be something important to someone. It can give them the escape that they need from the terrible circumstances of their lives. Just for a little bit, just for an hour, they get out of war, they get out of ruin, and visit somewhere they've never been before. So writing isn't trivial. It is a wonderful pursuit to help build stories, because the entire history of the world is built on stories. And I think Neil Gaiman would agree with me when I say... If you have a story to write, write it. Someone out there does need to read your story. Your story can change lives, even if it's frivolous fiction, especially if it's frivolous fiction. But that all starts when you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 